Welcome to a special episode of The Startup Dad. It's holiday time, and whether you celebrate Christmas, Hanukkah, Boxing Day, Festivus, or no holidays at all, one thing is certainly true this time of the year. We expect a lot from parents. To help lighten your holiday mood and bring some more cheer to your lives, I'm sharing gifting highlights from my guests this year. Today's episode includes the best and worst parenting products they've ever purchased, along with a series of never-before-shared thoughts on the best and worst of their holiday shopping experiences. Today's episode of Startup Dad is brought to you by my friends at Unit Q. Do you want to know what your users like and dislike? Just ask Unit Q GPT, the world's first Gen AI engine for measuring the quality of your products, services, and experiences. You can ask it a question like, how should I prioritize my backlog based on revenue impact? Or what are the top feature requests related to search to get answers based on AI-driven user insights from user feedback and engagement data? You can see it in action at unitq, that's the word unit and the letter q.com backslash unitq-gpt. What is the best parenting product you've ever purchased? Uh, butt cream. We bought this 10 for like 150 bucks. It goes over a play pack. So when you're traveling, they get a pitch black sleep and it is the best $150 I've ever spent. Umbrella shoulder. Not really a product, but a night nanny. If you can afford it, it's literally the best dollars I've ever spent in my entire life. Okay. So sleep has a compounding effect on everything else. Yeah. White noise machine. <laughs> I think it's a stocky tower. I really like it. Okay. It's like a little tower that goes up to our kitchen island. My son spends a tremendous amount of time up there. We feed him breakfast up there. He can like see what's going on. Super indispensable. For babies, white noise machines. For my kids at the age they are now, cameras. Definitely the Duna stroller. It's a stroller that folds up into a car seat. It can also be kind of like a just a baby carrying case. And it's amazing. Wow. We use it. On the plane, we use it at Ubers, we use it as an actual stroller. It does everything, and it's our most loved parenting product. Baby Gate? Baby Gate. Sarah, what do you think? The iPad? <laughs> <laughs> I would say probably our little travel stroller. Like, it makes everything, like, help a lot easier. We bought Ben a tent because the ultimate resolution of him not being willing to sleep was putting him in a little tent that we could zip up, and that was an absolutely killer purchase. Nose Frida. Ooh, not the first time I've heard that, by the way. Sucking out boogers, you never thought that was important. It was like life-changing. <laughs> Oath care. <laughs> Coffee. <laughs> so when my daughter was young, she had, I was talked about this earlier, but she had trouble sleeping. And in a moment of desperation, at some point, I got on Google and searched for sleep experts. And we found a sleep expert who lived in Marin and we probably did 10 video calls with her coaching us how to get her to sleep at for long intervals. It was surely life-changing. A lock for my office door. The fellow tea kettle. I say this because it's not on any of the parenting lists. And it's not even a parent item. This is a tea kettle. And by the way, anyone that like this would work too. You can set a specific temperature for the baby formula. It will bring it right up to tap. You don't need a bottle warmer. And then you can just make it for off you go. Onesies with zippers. 
What is the worst parenting product you've ever purchased? Onesies with buttons. <laughs> parenting books. We purchased like a, a ride along trike thing that he just hated sitting in. Like, honestly, like the dumbest shit is what kids play with. Like he'll play with a sock for hours, but he doesn't want to play with any of his toys. So all those burp clouds, I think <laughs> there was this one, one thing that, that we had for them as babies. It was this kind of little string pouch that you would put fruit in and they were meant to kind of suck on it and get the flavor of it without risk of choking get really good reviews on Amazon and everything, but both our kids hated them. Like this stringy thing in their mouth. I'm like, what's that? The big stroller, the way too big stroller. I was terrified that we could never leave our child alone without like a SID, sudden infant dust sensor on their diaper or their crib. And I think it's probably still a good thing to have, but I really freaked myself out with it. And I later learned that kind of, for the most part, babies, if you wrap them correctly, and also when they get older, they're going to breathe okay. And so yeah. I, that was kind of an excessive worry thing, I realized in retrospect. Any of like those automated swings, super expensive, you know, lulls you to sleep, they're garbage, they're yep. trash, like okay. never works. That stupid crib that like shakes your baby back to sleep Whoa. never worked on my babies. I had to send never. it back. Never. Eric, would you agree with that one? Yes. That yes. Was so Love Every has this mobile. It's like a, a, a dangly mobile that like, it's like a springy thing that goes above the changing mm -hmm. mat and table. And I'm quite tall. So getting the height of this thing was an ordeal. It is constantly bashing me in the face. And like my son finds it really funny to like kick it and make it like fly into my eyes. Yes. Uh, it also like gets longer over time because it's a spring, but it Stretch. kind of stretches out. And so I'm constantly going up there and trying to like shorten the damn thing. Also, uh, my son gets longer over time. Like, right. He so he can reach for, uh, I like, and what, now that it's there, I don't want to remove it because I'm like, oh, it's kind of fun. Like it's something fun to look at. Yeah, um, adds a bit of charm to the room, but man, I hate that thing. <laughs> Anything in the category of you need to buy this or your kid won't be safe because it didn't work and I felt like a fucking idiot. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so many things too. Parenting purchases are primarily motivated by fear. I don't know if this qualifies as a product, but our son, he gets a little bit of TV time like every weekend and we have Disney uh -huh. Plus and all these movies and stuff, but yeah. he's been trained to ask for the kind with bonus content. He called them commercials because he likes that the movies are longer. So we've gotten in this pattern where now we're stuck because we promised him he could watch a movie every Friday. He tricks us into buying, paying $20 for movies that we already own. I would call that completely useless and actually really frustrating. We have to break ourselves from this cycle. It happens. A bouncy harness for the door that was trying to help babies walk. It really didn't work. None of these are parenting products, but like a cell phone for my kids. Can I name that? Ed? Well, I mean, come on. Like, can we just, as parents, get together and ban these until they're 18? Um, yeah. Because the way it works is one kid gets one and then all the kids get one. I was thinking of this, like, vibrating pad because I wanted my kids to sleep so bad. And it, there's a lot of science around, like, mimicking the womb. And now we have the snoo, but the snoo was never out 10 years ago when I had my kids. So okay. it's like this, it was so bad. It okay. made me even more frustrated. <laughs> Hiking backpack. <laughs> Same. Honestly, all of them. Like, I, you don't need products to be a parent. Like, it blows yeah. my mind that people use so many products to parent. We're like, yeah. when you know how to do this. You don't need you. Yeah. <laughs> what is the best or worst holiday gift you've ever given your spouse? So we were dating. 
we were probably dating for like a year or so, and I had gotten her a new purse. Inside of that was a gift certificate to go skydiving in Las Vegas, where we were moving to. So depends how you interpret it. I actually went up in the plane with her. I did not skydive. I watched her jump out, but she was much more of a thrill seeker back then. But to me, that was probably like, you know, when we were still young and a little bit more adventurous. And I think she would say it's probably one of her most memorable, at least, whether it was the best, you know. I have a really great track record of buying her jewelry she does not want or like. And the pinnacle of this was a couple of years back, I saw these gold gummy bear earrings. And I thought that they were whimsical and kind of delicious looking. She's a big foodie. And you might be wondering, what does being a foodie have to do with gummy bears? The answer is nothing, okay? (laughs) But I was like, cool, what's your return policy? Hard to work with? Great, I'll take these. And I gave them to her. And just the stunned silence when she (laughs) opened them up and it was like, what? And then I told her how much they were. And she was like, this, we have, no, this is not okay. And then I... Went to the store. It was like a local shop in, in Brooklyn when I was where I was living at the time. And I was like, hey, this what can you get one time exception? And they're like, okay, fine, store credit. And then everything else at the store was like orders of magnitude more expensive and more avant-garde. It got that was the easiest thing for me to get there. I think it was a combination of I want to support a local business and kind of have my wife have something and be done with it. Like that's when you know you're kind of operating from the wrong place of like, I get to check the box. Yeah. uh, Relationally, if I just buy this. (laughs) If that's where you are, I guess this is a PSA at this point. Try not to do that. So like probably everybody in our generation were big Home Alone fans. Um, you know, it's obviously family yep. tradition. We watch it every year. You know, both movies need to be watched. And Lego came out with the with a set for Home Alone. And I got her that set, which is, it's a big set. So it takes forever. And she was never really big into Lego before. I think I'd gotten her like a couple of boxes before. But that was really well received because it meant you have to sit down. You have to take your time. And it's like, you know what? Like over many days, it would be like, well, mommy's doing the Lego now, guys. You should, you know, just let her do it. And I think she enjoyed that because it wasn't just a, you know, just unwrap something, socks, put them on, and that's it. It was like a gift that just took a while to to get through. So I think that's it. I know for sure what Michelle is going to say for worsts, which makes me think that maybe I should say that for best, just for comedic value. One year, we were not living in the same place after college. She was up in Philadelphia and I was in D.C. And I got her an easy pass for Christmas, which is like, a, you know, a toll tag for her car. Wrapped um, it in everything, Adam. Oh, yeah. No, I thought it was a great idea. She was not nearly as entertained. Yeah, I'm pretty bad at, at gift getting. Uh, maybe also not great at receiving. I don't know. So in the love language theory, I think, you know, gifts is like definitely the lowest one for me. And yep. maybe even negative, like maybe even, you know, so I do struggle a, lot, a little bit with getting people gifts. I asked my wife this question um, a few days ago. I was like, what's the best gift I've ever gotten you? 
I like we were both just sort of racking our brains trying to think of it. <laughs> uh, everything I could come up with. So we talked in, in the podcast episode about verticals, right? She was like, wait, hang on. That's just you executing within your vertical. That's just like, you know, that's just you doing, like taking out the trash, whatever. It's just you doing your job. <laughs> it's not like, yeah. So anyway, um, getting the house painted is like my cop-out answer. Nice. Wife, you know, really wants the walls to be a different color. And, you know, so that that's kind of in my vertical, but also it's a yeah. little bit like a little bit extra work necessary to actually get it done. So, right. There you go. What is the best or worst holiday gift you've ever received? So it was sort of from my partner. Uh, I did get a pizza oven for Christmas a few years ago. And for those who know me, uh, I have a weekly pizza habit. And I was very excited about pizza oven. First ever stereo, hi-fi stereo. I was maybe 12, 13 years old, something like that. And I'd been borrowing dad's stereo to to listen to music until that point i've been asking for this stereo for for so long and my parents bought it i got to christmas day i unwrapped it i was just absolutely absolutely delighted but it wasn't the one i wanted so at this point you know i'm thinking well it's great i've got a stereo i can listen to listen to music but it wasn't the one i wanted and we plugged it in and the whole thing just didn't work they bought this really budget brand of stereo. It was called Alba. Basically, my Christmas present for the day, I was just looking at a broken stereo. So <laughs> the great news is they, they put it right and they, they bought a decent one for me after that. So when I was when I was uh, 10, I think, I had a au pair who was you know helping with childcare at home. And they got me like a, it was a, diary for the subsequent year so it was for 2001 mm -hmm. uh and it was a it was a book it was terry pratchett themed so terry pratchett's a, a uk author who does kind of like comedy fantasy type stories mm -hmm. think harry potter but just like really funny and a bit more fantastical and wacky and i was like really into this author so i was like wow this is a really cool present you know it's got all this like lore and, and intricacy stuff but fundamentally, it was a diary for the year, right? Like, or a calendar for the year. This is back, you know, pre-smartphones, pre-tablets, pre-everything. So mm -hmm. to plan your your day, your week, your month, your year, like you would write things down in a planner with each double-sided page being a, you know, a week for the year. Okay, and this is a good reflection of like my idiot, like 10-year-old brain, like not really understanding this, <laughs> the gift. I didn't think of it as like a planner, like... I'm going to actually put my plans in in advance and then execute and follow through on them. Instead, I was like, this is a diary where I write down all the shit that happened in that day. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is at the end of every day, I'm going to write down what happened and like call out all the like high points, the low points. And like, it turns out that like, that was a really interesting year, both for me personally and in the world. Personally, I transitioned schools and, you know, had a whole bunch of interesting experiences, you know, just life-wise. But also, you know, 9-11 happened that year. And like, I have yeah. like my, my reaction on the day of like written down, wow. like from my 10, 11 year old brain, like through the perspective of that. And like, I reread the entire thing recently and it was like mind blowing to have a day by day chronicle, this snapshot in time of a whole year of my life that you can read yeah. in like 15 minutes or 20 minutes and to not have anything before or after as well. Like that piece is, is sort of like astonishing as a feeling. Yeah. I don't know if that's an experience that like people will have 
you know, in a tech in a tech kind of future where there's pictures and videos of basically every day a week. But like yeah. this sort of rich ability, like this time capsule, I thought was really cool. And like that stemmed from a holiday gift that I received. When you first posed this question, I thought back to my childhood too a little bit, you know, pre-Becky. Um, two most memorable gifts ever. Game Boy, mind-blowing Tetris. Same. Uh, Christmas morning, like the best ever. Yeah. Um, and then I think in college, my parents got me a compact Passario computer. <laughs> to, as a freshman, I was back home. Uh, and that was amazing because uh, not many of us had computers in our dorm rooms at that point. So yeah. uh, it was great to actually have my own computer and not be uh, in the, the lowly computer lab at, uh, on campus. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, anytime I get frustrated by my kids on screen time, I think back to the photos of myself on Christmas morning staring into a Game Boy. Didn't even look at the camera. Just playing Tetris or Mario or whatever was on that thing. The best gift I ever received as a kid was a keyboard because I didn't know how cool it would feel to make music. But the funniest gift I ever received around the same age, my dad was a lazy Jew. He is a lazy Jew. And so, number one, he's not really paying attention to you know what's a good Hanukkah gift and what's not. And number two, it always felt like he had remembered that it was Hanukkah either the second day of Hanukkah or right before Hanukkah. And it was sort of whatever he could get his hands on. And I remember one day, one year he gave me the seven set Chronicles of Narnia as a holiday gift for Hanukkah. And he'd taken the seven box set and broken it up into the individual books, which is funny because that's my dad. But it's also because it's a massive Christian allegory where Aslan is playing the role of Jesus. And so it, it didn't make a lot of sense. I still love the books. I still love my dad. But that was about the most uh, bad thing my dad has ever done. Thank you for listening to today's special holiday gifting episode of Startup Dad. If you enjoyed the episode, the best gift you can give to me is to share this podcast and leave me a review. Startup Dad is a Fishman AF production with editing support from Tommy Heron. You can read all my musings on product, growth, and parenting at www.fishmanafnewsletter.com. See you next week.